Mississippi. Did yeah. we need to get the animals out of the room? Um, <laughs> I kind of like the idea of like your call. <laughs> listening to <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the idea of like if my cat jumps on the table, just like blasting it in the face with a squirt bottle <laughs> live on the podcast. <laughs> Are we? Uh, I feel like that was always what I was told to do, like how to train dogs, cats, and now I'm like, get the door. What's that? No, that's what we just talked about. Uh, we're going to leave it open today. We're yeah. rolling wild today. Why, okay. We're one with nature. But no, at some point it switched, and that's like, you're not supposed to do that now. Well, it's animal positive cruelty. Positive reinforcement. That's what they tell you. I have learned there's no way to positively reinforce a cat. No, that's true. They're just going to do whatever they want to do. do what, exactly <laughs> what they want to do when they want to do it, and I'm not uh, happy about it. So, alrighty. Hey, I'm ready to get this episode rolling. Are you guys? Oh, yeah. I'm hype. Alrighty. Hey, thank you for tuning in to the movie rubric. I am Timothy McDaniel. Cole Wright. And I'm Josh Glass. I'm Jonah Jovi. You can't say and I know, now anymore. I, You're I'm not the throws off the flow here. Person. Here, hold on, I'll fix it. And I'm Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> back to you. That's a callback. Introducing yourself twice. Oh yeah. Yeah. And today we're gonna be discussing Ant Man, Quantum Mania. Oh yeah. Um overall, you know, uh, Mostly enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty good. But I think more than the movie itself, um, we also went and saw Corey Wong this weekend. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to top that. And mm -hmm. Jonah ate some truffles, that one that exploded on him. Oh, yeah. It was classic. Went to this truffle place, and they had like a honey caramel one. And it was the thinnest caramel I've ever seen in my entire life. And then I squirted caramel <laughs> all over myself and the in table in front really of everybody. really nice establishment, too. Yeah. There's just like oh, yeah. caramel all over him, his shirt. The bar, everything. You missed <laughs> there was the, a actual, there. the actual squirt. Oh, it was great. It shot on the counter. It <laughs> and got the seat. on the chair. Yeah, the seat. And it's drooling down his into his beard. And he's like not sure what to do. And thankfully, the lady, either one, didn't notice where she's being polite and just like not acknowledging it. And Jonah's like, I need a napkin. And he's not sure what to do. Also, at the same time, there's like a group of 20 people on a tour that decided tour to stop by yeah. this place. Oh, my gosh. Um, it uh, was... Uh, it was a beautiful moment. I, I wished I was filming because it was gorgeous. <laughs> that place was really cool. I ate so much food this weekend. I did too. And we were mm. we were gone for like a day and a half. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It was good food. I've still so got to finish food. off those crumble cookies. We stopped at crumble. I, I put that in here. Gourmet cookie shop. I love it. I'd never been there before. I've You've never had the crumble. I've never had the crumble. Did I it make I've, you crumb? I've crumbled now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it was good. It was really good. Um, I've eaten two of them. I've still got uh, two more in the microwave, and like Elaine ate like half of one. So I, nice. I need to finish those soon. They're going to go stale. But they were really good. Yep. They're good. Um, we stopped at... Grunge Guitars. I wanted to go back. I wanted to go back uh, to Corey Wong. Cole, oh. I asked you a little bit, but I purposely kind of didn't engage because I wanted to ask you live now. What was your thoughts on Corey Wong? That was I, your first time going I to see him. That was really good. Yeah. I mean, it's not what I would typically listen to, but I mean, I respect the talent that is Corey Wong. Okay, cool. Just curious. Nice. Um, I thought he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, yeah. <laughs> Half of the auditorium bit. thought he died. Yeah. <laughs> um, without like spoiling his concert, go see it. They pretend to lower him in at one point, like to start off the show, and then he purpose. It's a mannequin. They drop it, and I, I thought he had died. Yeah, I, I was, was really over. upset. They even had like a bouncer guy like run over. Oh yeah. To, like the back, <laughs> like he right. died. And then I got one last question here before we actually start talking about the movie for realsies. Cole, we stopped at a place called Gruns. Is that it? Yep. And I'm assuming that was your favorite part of the trip. Oh, yeah. Um, what was the most expensive <laughs> guitar you played? I played a 50th anniversary Gibson Les Paul. That was $12,000. Was it worth $12,000? It For all the gold and stuff on it, it is. I mean, did it play like $12,000? No. I mean, it, it played like a really nice le like Gibson Les Paul, but... 
I mean, I could get like the a thousand one of a thousand dollars. If so. you were blind and couldn't look at that guitar, what price would you put on it? What would you be willing to pay? I mean, that. I, I mean, it's, for for what <laughs> I do, I mean, I would. I'd say from a thousand to twelve hundred. Okay, cool. So it still plays like a, a nice guitar. A tenth of its price. Yeah, <laughs> I, you're paying for all the other stuff that's on the guitar there. Yes. Okay. Hey, alrighty. I, it was just a really awesome weekend. I really enjoyed it. It was great hanging out with you guys. Uh, we made good friends with the polar bear. Um, oh really yeah, nice. So <laughs> some people got really acquainted yeah. with the polar bear. Oh, a little too mm. acquainted, mind you. Um, <laughs> I say all that to say. On this trip where we're doing all these other things, we decided to go see Ant-Man, uh, Quantumania, in IMAX. Yes. Well, was this anyone's first IMAX experience? No. So but I've had very few. In the past, I had thought I'd saw an IMAX, but it was at the Science Center. And I would say, yeah, for me. That was not... That, that screen did not look the same as the one that I remember in the Science Center. Science Center, I remember, it was kind of like a dome. It was like almost. curved. It was curved. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was expecting. This was just a really large screen. Mm-hmm. So I guess my first true IMAX at AMC, yes. Okay, cool. Cole, what'd you say? It, it, it's been, it was my first IMAX. Okay. I was like kind of like Josh, where I'm like, I think I've been to one, but I'm like, I can't, I couldn't tell you, though. Yeah. Probably wasn't. So having seen it, did you like it more or less than a traditional theater? I think I would say I liked it more... Than a traditional theater, yeah, but maybe not necessarily because it was IMAX. I just the stadium seating is my preferred way to watch a movie because there's nothing in front of you. Oh yeah, that is nice. Um, And then I'm assuming it was because of the IMAX sound mixing. Mm -hmm. The sound was really good. Sound was really good. As far as the screen goes, I didn't notice a huge difference in the ratio in this movie. Yeah, and we talked about that a bit. I don't think this movie was shot well for IMAX. Yeah. Um. I recently just went and saw. We talked about it on the Avatar episode. Uh, Cole's gonna plug that here in a second. Guarantee it. Um, <laughs> no, don't go listen to that one. That was not very good. <laughs> uh, on the Avatar episode, I talked about how Avatar was shot and designed around IMAX. And this movie, a lot of it was still widescreen. There was mm-hmm. a couple times the ratio ratio changed to open up a little bit, but they really didn't take full advantage of it. So I was a little upset about that. But the picture quality was so good. Oh yeah, so crystal clear. True. Awesome. So, okay. On to the actual movie itself. Um, I don't want to get too much into spoilers right now, obviously. But um, so the question we always ask before people listen to this, Jonah, um, is should people go see the movie? Yes or no? Or should they like wait to stream it maybe or just skip it in general? So real quick to the table. I'm going to start with Jonah. Jonah, should people go see this movie? I think it's an enjoyable time. I think overall, general thoughts, I think it's a... Movie with some flaws, but still very enjoyable. Okay. So I'd say yes or wait for streaming, whichever you prefer. But I say check out eventually. So okay, I would agree. Um, it's a it's a good action uh, superhero movie. It's got a lot of cool fights. Mm-hmm. So if you like that kind of stuff to enjoy that on a big screen, then go see it. If you just it's okay and you just want to hear the story, it'd be good streaming too. Cool. I would say go see it. Um, if you're a Marvel fan, definitely go see it. If you follow the MCU, because it's it's kicking off something that's going to be really big. Yeah. I would say, and I put that in here, if you're a Marvel fan, if you like what Marvel puts down, then yeah, go see this movie. If you're on the fence, I would wait to stream it. Um, I do think it does a good job of setting up the next step of the MCU. We'll talk about that here at the end. But I think if you're not sold on Marvel, like you could wait to stream this one. It's okay. I don't think there's anything in it that's a huge out-of-left-field spoiler that you're going to be missing out on. No. I, I think 
though if you're an, an enjoyer of the movie theater and seeing action movies on a big screen, then it's a good yes. one to go see on big screen. So you would say even if you're not a Marvel fan, if you just like action movies? I would think so. Okay, yeah. cool. All righty, I'm going to official spoiler warning now. We're going to talk about the movie, so if you haven't gone seen it yet, you're interested, go see it, come back, listen to the rest of this episode. Um, let's go ahead and start with uh, favorite parts of the movie. What were you guys' favorite parts of this movie? There's a lot. I can like. start. I easily had a favorite part. Drink the ooze. That's pretty funny. I like that part. That whole camp scene felt like good Marvel at its best. We've got wacky, zany characters, and it's funny, but it's not overly funny. I thought the jokes were good, and then like just the whole how many holes do you have and watching Paul Rudd's. Because I was thinking when the guy said seven, I started counting, and I could see him counting. And we counted at almost the exact same speed, and he goes... (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And I was like, yep. I love that I counted at the same speed that Paul Rudd's Amen counted to count all my holes. Um, I thought that that scene, hands down, funniest slash best scene in the movie for me. That's, that one was pretty good. I mean, there was a lot to like in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough one. I mean, I like the part with the ooze guy. The guy that's where he just goes... He just starts tearing into the uh, oh, towards the end. Yeah, he goes like, I didn't know he could do that. I have holes! <laughs> yeah, he finally realizes he has holes. Yeah. Yeah. It was that good. was pretty good. Josh or Jonah? Uh, I would say this isn't really a part, and it's not a very popular opinion. Un- unpopular. It is a popular opinion. Uh, Kang was probably my favorite part of the movie, like section. I thought he was really good. I like Jonathan Major's performance. But like parts, I really like the part where he's in like, the probability storm, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of him cloning and stuff, <laughs> and the Baskin-Robbins one shows up. That was probably my favorite part. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a pretty funny part. Yeah. I like um, when his daughter gets huge, and she's like, I just really want some citrus. <laughs> I want a lime. I want a lime. That was good. That was it was pretty good. That was really good. Okay. Um, on to the next half of that question then. So that was our favorite parts of this movie. What were our least favorite parts? If you guys need a second to think, I'll start again. What's her name? Janet? Yeah. Hated her character. I agree She's with you. Yeah. The worst. She was the worst character in this whole thing. That's oh, my least sure. favorite part. For you sure. know what? Anything she... that had to do with her except Bill Murray's scenes. <laughs> hated her character Bill Murray I had her down as my least favorite character on the yeah. character section yeah I agree do we all agree she all our least favorite character I agree everything she did was like the most cliche oh yeah movie trope that you could possibly think of to do I thought not a fan of her character um I brought up the comparison between her character and the pink haired lady pink blue haired lady from episode eight of Star Wars of like this movie would have ran so much smoother and conflict would have happened if you were just tell people what's going on. Yeah, it didn't make sense. It keep gave, them all in the dark on this. <laughs> I could get if you didn't want to talk about it after leaving the quantum verse, but mm-hmm. like you're there, tell your family what's going on. Yeah. Very obnoxious. Okay. So your least favorite part of the movie was anytime Janet was there. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, which we'll get into probably talk about it. The, like the uh, CG and stuff later, but when they were fall when uh, Scott and Cassie were both falling through, Getting into the quantum realm, some of the CG looked kind of goofy. Uh, it looked kind of off. Yeah, that that kind of bothered me a little bit. Hmm. But yeah, Janet as a whole, yeah, she's just the absolute worst. So um, I did like. I wasn't too upset with like. I did kind of like her Kang backstory a little bit, but all the stuff where it's like, oh, I can't, I can't tell you, I can't talk about it. Like it's it's I'm protecting you. It's like, I don't know, I feel like it's been done so many times like, and it wasn't like done well here. You need to talk about it. We need to stop the guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're here, like you said, pretty much. So 
flashback Janet wasn't bad. Yeah. But current day Janet was the worst. Yeah. She should have just stayed in the regular world. Let yeah. everyone else try to figure it out. Yeah. So two, at least two of my least favorite parts of the movie. My least favorite part was anytime people are being escorted and they just break out. Mm-hmm. And that happens like five times in this movie. And I think two <laughs> or three of them are Janet. Um, very obnoxious. The guards in this movie just were like worse than stormtroopers. So they were stor- stormtrooper level. They were useless. They, they did nothing. And then like multiple times they just didn't cuff people and they just broke out like it was nothing. And I don't know. It's such a tropey cliche. And I'm, it Janet did it multiple times. So anytime mm-hmm. that happened, that was my least favorite part. Um, I was going to ask least favorite character and favorite character. I think we just all agreed. Least favorite character. Janice um, the worst. Who was our favorite <laughs> characters? That's that's tough. I mean, there's a lot of good ones in this one. Mine's uh, probably Kang. Kang was really good, Kang. I thought. Yeah. He's Kang a, was cool. He's a good villain. Yeah, he's he a, good a good villain. Yeah. He was. I'm happy to finally have like a good overarching villain that it looks like we're working towards again, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of MCU kind of just missed that. I mean, mm-hmm. after you know Thanos and all that, it's been this kind of lull. Yeah. That, which I get it. You had to introduce like the multiverse stuff and to make it this next phase work. But you, you, it's kind of nice to have the overarching villain mm-hmm. for sure. It's Marvel's been missing it. Um, I think my favorite character was easily the daughter. Yeah, um, yeah. She was unique. Her backstory is one that like we got just from experiencing the universe, which is something I've always liked when Marvel's at its best. It's good because it doesn't it doesn't stop the movie to just like spell out for you this person's backstory. It's just you assume you've seen Endgame. You know that she was left behind. I mean, that's kind of cool. Kind of like Knock at the Cabin did where they just monologued everybody's backstory. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, mean, I wanted them just all line up. Yeah. And I just want you to tell me what's Tell happening. me everything yeah. about you. So in, in a really awkward tone. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I related with her, though. She's someone in a post-blip world. She's got her family back, and she's seeing her family do all these awesome, amazing things, and she's smart. She wants to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, it did bring into question at one point. I was like, okay, so she built this like satellite, quantum satellite thing while they were blipped. Who taught her to do this? Because like, they were all... Ultra smart. But yeah, but that's kind of the thing. It's like, okay, you know, you could argue that she studied it because her dad and her grandpa yeah, studied it. Yeah, probably whatever. stuff laying around that you could study the thing. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Anyone else have a favorite character they want I mean, to talk about? Paul Rudd's great in it. Paul and Rudd's I mean, awesome. I he, love Paul Rudd. I mean, Rudd. that's kind of the easy, that's done the easy way up to say, I liked him. I liked Kang. I mean, I liked everyone in this besides Janet. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And uh, old man, what's his name? Oh, um, I don't remember. Janet's husband. Janet's husband. Pim. Grandpa. Pim. Oh, yeah. Hank, Hank Pim. Pim. Yeah. Hank Pim, yeah. Didn't really care for him much, but I, I did like Cassie a lot. I loved Cassie. Hank Pim had some... Uh, he had some redeemable moments, but he, he was just cool kind of there most of the time. He had yeah. Bill Murray's character was kind of fun for the one scene he was in. That was pretty good, yeah. That's good. He had one of my favorite moments where it's, he's finally learned how to drive this thing, so they're getting ready to head off, and he goes, I'll drive, and he just shoves his hands <laughs> in up to the elbow with the jelly, and I was like, that's kind of funny. Yeah, he's like, um, how do I drive... Like, the growth from... How do I drive this thing to I have to stick my hands in there? Let's talk about the the Bill Murray oh, thing get, though. You brought it up. You, you said Kang, didn't you, Jonah? Yeah, yeah, yeah Kang was mine. Kang was awesome. Did so you guys said you liked Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. I thought his performance felt kind of phoned in. Like there were some moments that yes, it was funny and he was good. I felt like he was not trying at all in this movie personally. But you guys said you liked it. It's. It's just the, the aesthetic that Bill Murray is in a Marvel movie. It it's, was cool, like yeah. when he walked out, but then I felt like it was a very like generic yeah. 
didn't try performance from him. I, I think the character that he played was a very generic, dry character. Like, we need somebody funny, recognizable, that was an ex-lover of Janet's. Bill Murray. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Fair. And I feel fair. like he did a pretty, pretty decent job at it. Like, he didn't have to do let much. Me, let me tell you, Janet's lame. I mean, maybe she has some lame friends also. That's true. So, <laughs> that, she is lame, but she did hook up with Bill Murray. I mean, know, so that's impressive. Can confirm. Good for her. So, I loved... Um, I was really worried that we were going to get like a third act breakup between Janet and Hank because like, I can't believe you cheated on me, you know, blah, 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 blah. But they were actually like very mature adults about it. And she's uh-huh. like, I was in here for 30 years. I had you know, needs. I didn't think I was ever getting out. And he was like, I thought you were dead. I hooked up with someone too. Yeah. You know, like I, and it was, they played it for a joke and I was like, okay, yeah, then, thank you. Cause yeah. I was really worried. We we're going to get a super melodramatic. I can't believe you did that. So mm-hmm. no, yeah, I just thought they were going that way too. Pretty funny. So that was kind of cool. The humor landed really well in this movie. It did. It was well paced. I mean, it's not like the bad version of this where it's like love and thunder trying to jam humor down your throat where it's just mm-hmm. goat screaming. Here's a fart joke here. Yeah, and it's the whole movie. It this one, the the timing and everything, the comedic timing of everyone was really good. It was really good. I think my favorite, um, my favorite joke, like at the end of the day, was just they're dragging Paul Rudd through this like desert. He's beat up. He's like a little bruised and bloodied. He doesn't know what's going on. He looks up and he just sees Cassie with the blood running down her face, <laughs> yeah. and she goes, yeah. "Drink the ooze," and then. It, <laughs> He just is like, it what? cuts away. It doesn't yeah. show his reaction. It just cuts away. It shows him like looks shocked, and then we're in a new scene. Yeah. And I was like, that is really funny. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what is good. going on? Um, so at one point, the ooze guy says, "You're drinking me," uh-huh. and then later we go to a bar. Are there? Do we think like that? That race? That's just their gimmick, probably. Yeah, maybe. I got very Star Wars vibes from this. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. I actually was going to bring that up. I love the, the first half of this movie. Felt kind of like a Star Wars film a little bit. Um, yeah. Once you got in to yeah. the quantum verse, yeah, um, realm, especially with the quantum creature realm. designs and stuff. Creature designs. I love the. It felt like a cantina scene. Yeah, a lot, which I thought was really cool. And the scene where they're riding on the manta ray looking thing, uh-huh. and she's got like this. It's very Star Wars aesthetic, like the it's like gray. Yeah, the like goggles, you know, the bandanas, and they go to the cantina. It's like okay. Um, Disney's clearly borrowing from their own properties here for this. <laughs> it's not bit. plagiarism it if it's from yourself. It's true. <laughs> true. I thought it was good. I yeah. think I like the first half of this movie more than the second. That tends to be a problem with me for Marvel movies. <laughs> um, and I don't know how true it is now. It used to be, from my understanding, is that the big fight scenes, because there's so much CG, they actually start making those ahead of the movie's release. Mm. Um, and then they finish them up as they're like filming. So I almost think that's probably the reason why is like the director probably doesn't have a ton of say so over the final big fight scene because it's being made before they get in and actually start shooting stuff. Yeah. So I think that's a problem is I tend to love the first half of a lot of Marvel movies. And then at the end, when it turns into a CG fight scene, I fall off. Yeah. One thing about the CG, I mean, you had to because of the quantum realm. It's obviously nothing of, of Earth. But there was a few times you could definitely tell they were standing in front of a blue screen. Oh, yeah. Like, it just, it didn't feel supernatural, mm-hmm. um, which I guess just comes with the territory of kind of movie it is. But this was, like, one of the movies I've, one of the first movies I've noticed where it's, like, you're very obviously standing in mm-hmm. front of a blue screen. Like, it just didn't look great. Especially some of the, like, the real wide shots when they're, like, walking somewhere. Yeah. It, it didn't, the CG wasn't great. I mean, almost all of Mandalorian Season 2 
was shot in front of that. I'm sure you've seen it. It's like a new version of blue screen where mm-hmm. they're in like, like a blue dome. Or they're in like a dome yeah. and everything's projected and moves around the people. And Mandalorian season two looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, this movie, it shouldn't have the excuse of that. Yes, it's in the quantum realm. So a lot of it has to be CG, but I think we're just seeing the results of you'd mentioned the CG and the them falling into the quantum verse looking weird. We're seeing the result of like all the CG people going on strike. Are, they mm. might still be on strike. I haven't followed up on that in a while. Does it? Do you guys know anything about that? No, mm-hmm. I remember hearing about it though. Um, I don't know if there's. They might still be on strike for all I know. But if they're not, I think we're still seeing fallout from that. Yeah, so, I don't know. And they are very overworked with how much more stuff they're churning out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Doctor yeah. Strange had some weird parts, like the eyeball at the end of Doctor Strange looked bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's a still shot, right? Like I just feel like they're slacking. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm being overly critical. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Hundred percent. Okay, cool. I was like, maybe maybe that's just me. Um, let's move on. So, any other things we liked about this movie before we move on to dislikes? Like, just general sweeping things. I mean, I could be here for a while talking about what I like. Bring some up, I yeah. Mean, Kang, we talked about him. He's, he's a really good villain. Um, I Even though they kind of made him a joke, and not kind of, they made him a joke in this, I liked Modoc. <laughs> I did, too. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to feel about him at first. I'm like, they kind of made this guy a joke, but they really did. But I mean, I'm like, you know what? It worked. It worked for the tone mm-hmm. of this movie because you already have Kang, who's the super serious villain. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of need the goofy sidekick, which I guess you could have. That could have been anyone. It didn't have to be Modok. But yeah, I can understand why people aren't a fan of what they do with Modok. But I mean, I, I'm not be a threat. <laughs> I, I don't really. I'm not a Modok fan. I don't really care, so it didn't bother me too much. So yeah, I mean, it's I like okay. I'm like I remember this guy being a little bit more of a threat and other like hmm. avenues. I, yeah, I think he for sure was a threat, but not near the threat level he was like in the comic. He's like he was just a goofy villain, like yeah. But he was like but a schizophrenic writing on that, where, <laughs> where like he's threatening, he's also funny. Mm-hmm. You hate him and you love him, and it's like. Yeah. His CG didn't look very good no, at all. It didn't no, it didn't at all. I, I, think, face. I think that yeah. worked with the charm of it, though. I guess. It's just like a big blown-up picture of his face. <laughs> yeah. Char- I think... It looks like George Lopez from Shark Boy and He Lola really Club. does. He looks like Mr. Electric a lot. <laughs> he really yeah, did. He looked just yeah. like him. I didn't even think about that, but you're Except right. they did it good. better. <laughs> I um I thought Modoc was kind of an example of, like... I guess maybe I'll touch on it later. There's some parts where I think they maybe could have dialed back the humor a little bit. Like, Modoc, like... He was. You can't make him not funny. I mean, he's a goofy looking dude. And it's gonna but, look weird in a live action adaptation. Of oh him. yeah, yeah. But they like pretty much every line he said was funny. And then especially like I noticed when he's dying, it's like, uh, you know, they're still playing it up for laughs. I'm like maybe like dial back a little bit when he's dying. If you're yeah. trying, if you're trying to make it be like an actual like moment for him, you know. It was really weird. Yeah, like because they're playing sad music and they joke up until the very last second. And then they mourn him for zero seconds. Leave. Yeah. Yeah. He like <laughs> closes his eyes and they turn around and instantly we have to get to that tower. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. Like, this man didn't deserve to be mourned. They didn't really like him anyway. They didn't like yeah, his character before. I thought about this and I was like, okay, if this was like someone that they had had zero previous connections to, I could understand that. But like, while it's been a stressed relationship, they knew him prior to being Modoc as a human being, like who was this guy's boss and like a family friend. So like, I feel like there should have been a little bit more. Okay. I get like you, you were the villain, but at the end of the day, you are someone that like, 
I knew personally. I yeah, felt yeah. like there could have been a little bit more pain in the the death scene. I guess so. Um, going back to your point from earlier, though, Cole, Modok is a wacky character in general. Even if played dead serious, it's yeah. just such a goofy idea. It's it's hard to make that like like the threat of like a Thanos or yeah. a Kang or anyone like that. I yeah. think this was the best way. If you were ever going to put Modok in a movie, this was the best way to put yeah. him. In. And there's going to be some that disagree on that. There could be a lot of people that disagree on. It. I'm sure they're already mm-hmm. getting. Marvel's getting roasted. Like you kind of did Modok dirty. I'm like, it was fine. I didn't like hate it. Is Marvel getting roasted for that? I don't know. I'm sure there's some. I haven't seen it. There, there's probably some Marvel elitists out there that are gonna be like, oh my gosh, you. A lot of the stuff I've seen is pretty much people being like people saying like, you kind of did Modok dirty, but I mean, it's just Modok. They're not super upset about yeah. it. But it's they not, agree like, that he didn't it's dirty. not like he is gonna be the main villain of this next phase. Yeah, it's not like they're doing that. If they did that to like Kang or someone. Or made Thanos a joke character, it would be an issue. Yeah, I don't think Modok is anyone's favorite character. Exactly, I think that's the exactly. thing. Like, no one is like, I love Modok. Wearing oh, a Modok T-shirt around. I'll be honest. Modok, there's gonna favorite. be a few. There's gonna be a few Modok fans out After there. After this, yes, there yeah. will be. Like, oh right. my gosh, I love Modok. He's the best. I didn't even know Modok existed before this. I just thought he was a character that was in this movie and only this movie. So mm-hmm. I only know him from games and like the cartoons uh, back in the day. So, did you guys know Modok was gonna be in this movie? No. Yes, I did. Jonah did. Yes. How was, did you know? There was um, a they didn't. He wasn't. He was briefly in the trailers, very briefly. Well, he had the mask on, though he didn't see his face. And then they released some uh, like a character poster for him, I think. So they 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 told everyone he's gonna be in the movie beforehand. I managed to go into this movie, and that's why I ask. One hundred percent blind. I knew the title of the movie. I've not seen a single trailer. I hadn't looked at a single poster. Uh, you heard one line, though, for every trailer, though. Thank you, Thank Spider-Man. You, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, yes, this is true. Yeah, I because that would always play before I could get my AirPods in. And you know what? I stand by my argument. That line would have killed had I not seen it. <laughs> a thousand like, times? Uh, yeah, it, it's the first 10 seconds of that trailer every time before I could get my AirPods in and then play, like, some Wolfpack at max volume and, like, go, ma 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 and, like, eat my nachos. <laughs> that would have been a funny line. Ask- is it over? Oh, yeah. yeah. In the quiet was, right, theater. Listen, okay. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I stand by that. For, for context, we were sitting in the theater, and, you know, Tyler doesn't want any spoilers for any movie, so he puts on his AirPods and blasts them, and then, like, the perfect time, right when the trailer ended, before this next one started, the screen's black, everyone's dead silent, and he looks over and he goes, is, is it finished? <laughs> super it's, loud. Super loud, yeah. <laughs> I regret nothing. I'm dying laughing. <laughs> it's a it was silent pretty funny. theater. I'm messing with my straw over yeah. there, making Josh nervous. Yeah, don't do it. Don't. Oh, it's Cole. Yeah, that, <laughs> that that Cole's calling louder. sign in a movie theater. Oh, my gosh. No. Um, I think I enjoyed this movie significantly more than I would have if I had known who the villain was going to be. It was cool to see it was Kang. It was cool to see Modok, not knowing he was in it. It was like, like, did they show like the ants at all in the trailer? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think showed any. Okay. I've only seen the one the one trailer they played in the theaters. I didn't go my way to watch any like e- extra trailers. Yeah, I don't think they were in that. Modok was like really briefly, like he was like a half second shot of Modok in one of the trailers, but I, I don't remember the ants. Yeah, I, I didn't sta- see the ants. I stand by my opinion that we should just not do trailers for things. <laughs> like, you have one right. Have a little. Have a short teaser. Have a teaser. Get me interested. 
And then after that, like, I watched the first Knock at the Cabin trailer, like the like 30 second one. Yeah. Didn't watch any others that if I could help it, you know, like I, uh, I hate how much they spoil things. It just makes me sad. Yeah, that's true. They do spoil Or a lot. sometimes the trailer works out or they alter it before the movie's finished where it's like, here's a shot that's end up not in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. Or it, they'll, like they did this with Infinity War, they make your expectations. They, make, they create an expectation, but then they change how the scene is there. Yeah, and like back then, I for sure watched like all the Infinity War in-game trailers. Don't no way get me home wrong. and all that stuff. But I know for a fact they weren't showing anything important in those trailers because we know all the characters, we know the villain, we know the story. It was just like pure hype. Yeah. yeah. Um, they weren't trying to get you to come see it. They were reminding you its release date. <laughs> yeah. Then you're gonna <laughs> see true. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So maybe that was a different time, and I uh, I've definitely watched those trailers on repeat. Um. I remember actually watching those, trying to find Easter eggs in the trailer, being like, what "Analyzing they, them, yeah. what are they teasing for us?" So, hmm. different times. Alrighty, talking about likes. Anything else before we go into dislikes? Um, I know King's been brought up a bunch, but I liked how he was like on the verge of invincible, but not fully invincible. He's not like, the full power yet. I don't know. I, I liked that where you could like you could tell that he was extremely, extremely powerful. Obviously, but he was able to be combated and not just like I don't know. I enjoyed his vulnerability a little I bit. Feel like yeah. full, I feel like full power Kang actually I feel like I know full power Kang would just obliterate them no problem. There yeah. should be no reason why they can't. So let me segue into my dislikes. Yo-yo villains. Um, I have mixed feelings about Kang in this one because if Kang is as powerful as he says he is, as he's being led to believe, he makes comments about oh i've killed thor 20 some odd times right um then ant-man shouldn't have been able to have like fought him like he gets overran by ants he gets overran by ant-man without his powers right so i have like a minor theory as opposed to like how i'm putting on my suspension of disbelief hat and i'm trying to figure it out um i'm wondering do we think that this wasn't a full powered king i don't think it was you don't think it was i think he was he had been in the quantum well we know he's been in the quantum realm for quite a while now your dog's barking also. That's just fine. Um, <laughs> it's and, not. Okay. And um, not been in the quantum for, for a while. Probably needs something to, I don't know, He maybe Janet weakened him with him not being able to get out and maybe it cuts off his power. Like, I don't know the, the whole lore of how Kang works, mm-hmm. but that's my thought. Like, he's been in there a while. Maybe it's allowed him not to be at full strength. As um, as he would be, as we uh, maybe we'll get him in future films when he because he's gotten out, mm-hmm. quote unquote. That's what we're, that's what I'm assuming is happening. What the ending there led to? Didn't they say that he had been killed? Yeah, the he, banished one is dead. We. That's what it's like. They it's, thought he was. I guess they. So the end credit scene implies that he died, but there's more of them. But, but like, yeah. there's a ton of variants. But yet, we don't know that he died. We don't know where that portal in the quantum verse took him, right? So I guess like True. we thought Darren died in the first Ant Man movie. Yep. Yeah, here he is. So who knows? Maybe we'll see this king again. Um, I'm tending to agree with you. Like I think that this may be because he got a suit back when he got the ship, and then she took the orb pretty yep. quickly. Mm-hmm. So my he didn't charge up. My head cannon was that okay. This is like a half powered king, um, which still powerful, but not still powerful, but could still be beaten by. 
yeah. a quality team there. Yeah, so that was... Uh, first, I was a little concerned about where the series was going to go. Like, is this Kang? Because I didn't feel like they did a good job of showcasing his power. But maybe he that was the point. You could slow roll it. Yeah. So I'm going to not be upset yet about that. I'm going to wait and see what they do in the next one. I think I'm just... That's been a big problem with them the last couple movies with, is yo-yo villains like Wanda and Doctor Strange. Goes from slaughtering hundreds of sorcerers like with her mind to oh a door is hard yeah <laughs> it's just like it, it, so that's just a problem that marvel's been having with some of their villains yeah i think the way i interpreted the whole king power stuff was that he only had a suit from the future so he had to kind of rely the rest of it was on like the quantum world technology and then he gets the suit gets taken down by the ants and i took that as like hank pym says the ants you know, went back in time and they've lived there for thousands and thousands of years and are super advanced mm. so they could take out his suit. And then even when he didn't have the suit on, he still kicked Ant-Man's butt and then he but then he just beat him because he put the thing on the thing. Before the ants attacked him, they actually did something that actually kind of like, it did upset me a little bit and I'm probably going to take points off continuity. He is like laser beaming people, beam hands, and when it hits them, they like disintegrate. Yes. Yeah. And then later, he punches Ant-Man with the suit before the ants attacked, I just feel like you shouldn't have allowed that to happen because now I'm wondering, like, wait, why didn't he disintegrate? Yeah, like, what, are the, him. Yeah. what are the rules to this? Like, we're showing how powerful his, like, laser beams are, and then he hits someone with, like, a direct hit, and Ant-Man is fine. Because yeah, there was a couple times a laser beam would hit Ant-Man, Cassie, or one of the main characters. And they just fall over. And they just, yeah, they fall over. Yeah. Yeah. And then two seconds later, the weak people, it just, like, Don't, yeah. you, don't yeah. you know the canon that Kang's laser can't, Break plot armor. Yeah, that's, I mean, but that's the thing, though, right? So, I what put, is, uh, what's Ant Man's suit made out of? Is it nanotech fabric? I don't Ants. know. I think it's I think it's made of Walmart shirts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing him, yeah. So that was definitely a huge dislike of mine is power fluctuating. The yo yo villain, the not having a continuous thing. Um, I all in all, I also didn't care for the ants. I thought. It was a very, uh, what's the word, a MacGuffin, where they start the movie, and it's like, yeah, the ants made their own technology, and then the ants get sucked into the quantum realm, and I knew the ants were going to come back up, but yeah. when they showed back up, one, being giant, two, having, like, super advanced technology, and it's, it was the dumbest bit of exposition to the whole movie. It's like, for some reason, they fell into a pocket where they existed there for 300 years and created their <laughs> own civilization, and now they're here at just the right time to save us. I was like... Come on. <laughs> like, what? You're telling hey, me that hey, the ants fell into a pocket verse where they created technology to rival Kings and then just happened to reappear at the Listen, end of the movie. It's destiny. It's, I what, mean, it's what you it's defended not to get a, knock at the cabin for when I was trying to nitpick it. That's a different no, version not. of destiny that no, we're it's talking not. about. They, they did allude to the ants throughout the movie. Like, he, he went to his earpiece. It was like he was getting some frequencies. Yeah. So, like... They yeah. didn't just like magically appear back in, they were in, there. in okay. space, but they were there. Let me say this. And it's also the quantum realm. The, like anything is possible down there. Let's say the ants were trying to find Hank the entirety of the time in the quantum verse. They still, due to that little 30 second MacGuffin explanation from Hank, no one else managed to do this. The ants, somehow all of them fell into a pocket within the quantum verse that allowed them to live. There. What do you say? Was it 30 or 300? It, had a it was like a thousand. Even worse. Multiple thousands, I think. So these ants fell into a pocket world where they lived for 
3,000 years creating technology, they somehow still remembered Hank, escaped, and then were able to come back and help him. They're really That's, advanced ants. <laughs> yeah. It's a quantum realm. Listen. Like, I'm, anything is possible. And also, I mean, time doesn't matter down there. The ants falling into their own pocket was not that far-fetched because, like, Hank and Janet and What's-Her-Face fell in one pocket and... Cassie and Paul, or uh, Ant Man, fell into and another Paul. pocket. But they landed on <laughs> the, Paul. Yeah, but they <laughs> landed Paul's on the same, with Paul Red. <laughs> like the same continent, so to speak, on the same timeline. Yeah, I like, don't know. I'm was, pretty sure I, I'd buy it. I could have misheard. I'm, I think the ants didn't go into a different world. I think they went into the quantum realm just way in the past, and then yeah, it's Hank the same, shows up and same line. Just I still think they're kind of a uh, what's the word? Like I think they were kind of written in like there's no way Ant Man can beat Kang. Let's make the ants become super crazy powerful and take them down. I still I thought it was kind of like that. You gotta have ants in your Ant Man movie. It's true. true. I mean that's Hank's only I, real. I, so you can't have Hank there. Driving right? force. I thought it was a really <laughs> dumb MacGuffin. And then additionally, Josh, let's say you and me uh-huh. right now, we fall in with Cole, and then Cole lands one place. You and I land somewhere. Three thousand years pass. <laughs> We've had an ant. How long did these ants live? Like, I'm assuming they're like they're advanced ants, better than a normal ant, but still, like, let's say these ants live for 80 years like humans. How many generations is that? They're gonna remember. Do you think our generation is gonna now pop out of this pocket world and be like, I remember my great great grandpa talked about this man? Like, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That's where it bothered me. I was like, this is so dumb. They're also just. Ants. They're like, ants in a thing called the quantum realm. Yeah. <laughs> in a superhero movie. You want it to be grounded. I'm also, willing to not like, grounded. It but talks like, like the three thousand years passed in like an instant. Like yeah. it was just like, like instant they, they instant got more, to our main character. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've established that time in the quantum realm is kind of wacky. Maybe I'm weird for this because I thought it was a stupid like Jonah said, we have to make the ants powerful and they just quickly typed up a paragraph it's like and here's how <laughs> it's just, it was well, dumb at least they were hinting at like they're alive like what the, all the little static was in the earbud yeah, yeah. I, I will give you that I'll i would have hated it more if, if they would have just magically appeared and they, been like we're here now like you saw it you saw yeah. it coming it's like it's a mystery like okay what is that and then it's like comes out okay it was the ants trying to communicate at first i kind of thought he was picking up some kind of like creature specific to the quantum realm and mm-hmm. i was like oh that'd be kind of cool if he could control some new creature down here but no cool. we gotta um, have the ants but though, then i kind of forgot that the ant farm also ants got also fell in. in there they were in the room alien ant sucked. farm yeah <laughs> food criminal <laughs> why did they fire up food criminal in yeah. this movie um speaking of other things that was missing sorry if you guys have dislikes bring them up i just typed out a series of them um i'm very upset that what's his face the hispanic guy who recaps things louise louise, louise was not in this movie yeah they yeah. should have had him in here. I missed I him. He, I don't he, know he would have been funny but... in the quantum realm. I think so. This is the first movie of Phase Four. I think Phase Five. Five. Phase Five. <laughs> so sorry. Thank you. Um, I can't count. Um, I'm a musician. I count to four. Done. Um, <laughs> I think it would have been really cool <laughs> to start the movie with him and have him recap the MCU. That'd up be cool. To this point. Yeah, that would have been pretty neat. Like. Because Ant-Man kind of did a little bit of a recap about what's happened, mm-hmm. but I think it would have really cool to have been like uh, just full MCU recap, Iron Man to now for the new phase. <laughs> I think that would have been kind of cool. Hmm. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Or at least just have him in there somewhere. He's like a, a post credit scene or he's something. He's a fun character. Yeah, yeah. Just have him exist. I like Luis. Um, if we wanted to different dislikes, I had a few 
I don't, I don't, I don't think they're nitpicks. I think they're general complaints. I don't want to say nitpicks. I, um, there's some characters. I know that's a, it's a pretty stacked movie. You got a lot going on. I'm not too close to the mic. Um, but, um, I thought that there's several characters in here that I could tell they're like, I don't know what to do with these guys. Like, like Wasp. Like, you can tell the movie's called Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania, but I feel like they're like, I think she it, can it, just hang out was for it? a bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania. Oh, okay. But yeah. like, I just didn't feel like she did a whole lot. She was kind of like hang out with her parents for a bit. <laughs> Hank Pym didn't do much until he had that really cool scene with all the ants. Yep. Um, and then should have been Ant Man and Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just yeah. It was Ant Man and Cassie, which I know that like like I said, you can't give everyone a crazy arc, but like I really felt like for, considering her names in the movie, like I thought it was. I, I feel it, like it should have given Wasp something. It know? would have been really cool. I think it would have been a a better better time if. Uh, wasp would have fell with ant-man and cassie yeah and yeah. like it was a journey to get her parents back that could have been better yeah I think that would have been, been cool i don't know because the way you, maybe you're like right i'm not saying you're wrong i liked what did happen though because it allowed us to get the father-daughter dynamic yeah and yeah. i feel like if hope had been there it would have been a different story but this way we really got to see cassie and um Paul Rudd, I can never remember. Scott. Scott. Cassie and Scott actually have like that moment to grow Mm -hmm. and learn to rely on each other. That's true. Um, We may not have gotten that if Hope was there. Yeah, it did. It did do that. But as far as like if you wanted to get Wasp more in in the movie, Mm -hmm. uh, like the title hints to. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Although we did have Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and we had like four multiverses. Yeah. Oh, but they were wacky though. They're they were, they were, they're very, so wacky. They were stoplights mad. are switched around. And they're pizza. 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 pizza balls. Pizza balls. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Man, that movie was such a letdown. It was so such bad. a we letdown. Just came off off of no way home. No way home where they introduced like, okay, we're gonna get something crazy, but we got Professor X. We did get Professor yeah. X. Mr. Okay, Fantastic. this is turning into a Doctor Strange yeah. rant. Yeah. This, uh, maybe we should do a mo- episode on go just go back. Go back. Uh, what everything Marvel has done wrong in the past few years? Yeah, um, we we already did the Marvel tier list, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we, we gave that a B though. <laughs> yeah. We did. Did we? Yeah, we did. I think that's. I think a B is okay. Hold yeah. on, it's yeah. not a bad movie. I think it's a B is disappointing. Okay. Yeah, I think it, that's fair. It, it is disappointing. Okay, it, it was disappointing for its time, but it's not a bad movie. Yes. 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 I had to think on that, but I do agree with you. (laughs) Jonah, did you have any other nitpicks? Nitpick away, man. That's what they pay us to do. Yeah. I just don't really nitpicks. They're kind of complaints. But you You have to agree. Oh, yeah. Did I not give you guys your checks? Oh, crap. But, Jonah, the only stipulation is you have to agree with us, though, or we're going to hate you. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, Well, I hope you agree with this. Um, There is, I touched on this with the Modoc part, but I do think there's some parts they really needed to maybe dial back the jokes a little bit. One part I thought, I think it would have hit a lot harder. If, you know, they show up at the beginning of the movie uh, at the settlement with these resistance guys, which, by the way, I thought they were kind of boring. But um, for the most part, like, yeah. character-wise, they're kind of boring. But I think it would have a lot more if, you know, they show up and they're like, you let them write to us and then had, like, a more serious scene because, you know, like, Modoc shows up and the King's children, they're just killing all these people. They're murdering them. And then Ant-Man and Cassie are having a little quip about how to shrink and stuff, which is fine. But I think mm-hmm. it would have hit harder if you would have, like, maybe taken a minute and be like, Oh wow, yeah. King just showed up with Modoc and just killed all these innocent people and stuff. I think it would have like been better that way. They did the Marvel thing where it doesn't matter that those people died because they didn't have names. It's okay. Yeah. Like we, the the people with names 
we're locked up in cells safely and we're brought back later in yeah, the yeah. movie. As living prisoners, yeah. Oh, there are thousands of people that died. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, you're right. That's I mean, a- look how many cities Avengers destroyed and just killed. Yeah. And then nobody's like, that's okay. They didn't care. They, they killed Black Panther's dad. Yeah, we don't really like it, but we're not going to say anything about <laughs> I saw, it. I saw a meme the other day where it said Hulk fighting off the aliens and he decides to use your car and uh-huh. it's him like picking up the car and smashing the guy in and then it pans over it and it has the Danny DeVito crying and he just slow zooms <laughs> in on him. He's just holding his car keys yeah. up, just crying. It's I like... S- I saw one like that too, and it was like, "Did you have the Hulk smash deductible on your insurance policy? <laughs> yeah. No, then I'm sorry, we can't do anything about that." Oh man! What if that's like an actual thing in the MCU? Like, just regular people have to get a Hulk or an Avenger deductible. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But like going back to that first Avengers movie, though, it is played serious that New York is under attack. Yeah, exactly. And like, the people are mourned after the fact, but like they don't always do that. You're right. In this one, they definitely didn't do that. It's like all those resistance fighters just got obliterated by his purple laser chainsaw blades or yeah. whatever. And it's just like, eh. Oh, well. The Can we talk about funny the buildings jokes. that were also people that were also spaceships? Ooh, that was, those pretty, are cool. was pretty cool. I like those guys. Um, the one that was holding the other one, though, in its arms, though. Oh, that, that happened? Cool. Yeah, that yeah, did happen. That was funny. There, was a, there was a live building holding a dead building in this oh. building. Oh, that's like, sad. My favorite part, other than Oozman, and I did really like Telepath Guy. I thought he was really. He was, cool. in a, um, he was, he was he's been in a lot of movies. That, he has been. That was a, I, he was in um Good Place. Good Place, and yeah. he was also in Midsummer. Oh, really? Listen, um, if you've ever seen me play Monster Hunter, you know I have a type, and I love me a strong woman. <laughs> and like when I saw that lady up there with like what was essentially like a six pack, just like ripping people in half with her spear, I was like. Okay, Marvel. All right. Her spear was really cool, too. It It was like disintegrated disintegrated people. It was pretty sick. Yeah, so she was my favorite of the tribe people just because I dig powerful women in movies ripping people apart. It's pretty cool. I did have one issue with her, and I I mentioned this in the car. Um, She just knew her way around King's base in the tower and like how to work his tech, and it's like there's nothing... In this movie that suggested that you should know anything about this, except for the fact that it's alluded to that where he built his civilization was your original homeland. Listen, I agree with you, but you're telling me it's more unbelievable she'd figure out how to work a keypad than the whole Ant MacGuffin? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Ant thing is way worse and takes way more like... But here's how it happened than just being like, oh, yeah, she figured out how to use a number pad. She, we have to hit like the right buttons, though. codes. How'd she know the like, codes? I agree. She's not a guard. She wasn't privy to this information. I agree. Maybe the mind reader read someone's mind and told her off screen. Who knows? The, she gets out because Cassie slams the guy's head against the thing. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Maybe she went and like looked up their notebook with all the codes yeah. in it. I'll scream. <laughs> yeah, she's she like, like, somebody's got a password. They had a yellow here. legal pad in a drawer, and she's like, all <laughs> right. Here's one thing. Maybe she hit, uh, maybe she hit, for, uh, forgot my password. Reset the password, (laughs) put an email in. (laughs) Fix it all up. She got a four-digit code on her phone. Like, okay, let me just change the password here. One, two, three, four. Okay, we're good. That's canon. That's actual canon. I agree with you. I do, (laughs) but I find that one so much easier to, like, ignore than the ant thing. Ant thing is on the level of the dagger from episode eight for me. 
Oh, really? Oh, that's nine. Episode nine. Episode nine, sorry. But yeah, also, yeah. I would not put it as... That's, that's oh, pretty that's bad. Really that was a bad one. Bad. That's yeah. bad. That's really bad. That's where the ants is at for me. That, no. Right. <laughs> Jonah and I, and I Josh a little bit. Cole, did you have any dislikes? Well, the CG, Janet, um, I think we've covered all, like, really outside of what we've already mentioned, there's nothing I can really add. Yeah. Okay. I think we've got to hit all the dislikes. I think I wish they did more Bill Murray's character, but I get it. You only have him for so long because he's probably cost a lot of money. Yeah. I, I did keep hoping they were going to wrap back around to him. Like, yeah. maybe have him show up and, like, in the final, op- oppose yeah. Janet in the final fight. Be like, sorry, Janet, he's paying me a lot of money and, like, actually fight Janet, but no. No, I mean, they he costs a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And, you know, just having the cameo was nice, but I kind of wish she was in there a little bit more. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Alrighty, are you guys ready to uh, plug this bad boy into the rubric? Let's do it. I think I am. Okay, uh, Jonah, let's start with you today. Okay, uh, Jonah, we're gonna start you off. Plot. What do you think of the plot of this movie? Ooh. Um, this is your first time doing this, so if you mess up, it's okay. I'll put in what score I think you meant to say. Okay, thank you. It's okay, I'll put it in there. <laughs> I'm gonna say because the pl- it's a fun plot. I think the script's a little messy at the beginning. There's some things that I don't think they t- spend enough time on, like the whole arc of like. Oh, if you can't help someone, you should. You should keep helping people with like a man, his daughter. I thought that was a good arc, but they didn't. I think they needed a little more time with that mm-hmm. for it to really pay off. I agree. A lot of stuff happens with that at the beginning. They don't really spend enough time to pay some stuff off, but it was fun. I, I'd say three. 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 Okay. Yeah. All righty. Uh, Cole, let's go to you. Plot. Plot, I would go four. Four? Um, I thought it was, a, it was a fun plot. I mean, there was a few little plot holes in it, like we've already discussed. But, I mean, overall, I didn't see many problems with what it was trying to do. Okay. Uh, Josh, how about you? I'm going to go four as well. I, I feel like it it didn't have a huge bunch of plot holes. Um, it's couple, pretty straightforward. A couple little things. I did agree with, you said something about, I was looking something up on my phone, so I missed it. You said something about how Cassie's character was, like, hardcore, save the people, help the people. Well, it was like, they had that whole arc where it's like, oh, if you... If you can't help people you should and they didn't really pay it off as much they didn't really spend enough time i think with that idea and then they kind of especially in the refugee camp like they could have really hit that a lot harder yeah exactly yeah. and then at the end ant-man kind of has that moment where he's like oh i'm gonna help i'm gonna like stay behind and sacrifice and mm-hmm. they kind of try to tie it back into that but i think it would have hit harder if they spent more time yeah on that i agree too idea. and that, that's yeah. part of the reason why i give it a four mm-hmm. yeah um i'm also a four right like the plot Got us from A to B pretty smoothly. There were definitely some stupid stuff in there, um, <laughs> primarily with Janet and the plot. So it's preventing it from being a five. And I think that a lot of my Janet gripes would probably, and the rest of my gripes involving the plot would be put into continuity. Yeah. thought the story itself was fine. Um, so I'm also a four. Cole, why don't you start us off characters? Well, we've only we've already established that there's only one horrible character in this movie. Yeah, it's Janet. But I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, I can't give it a five because Janet sucks. Um, <laughs> but everyone else is great. I I enjoyed every character in this movie. Okay, Josh, what about you? I'm on the same sentiment. It, it's a four. Most most of the characters were lovable and funny and memorable. Uh, memorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, memorable probably more than lovable. But uh, but yeah, Janet just sucks. As for the exact same reasons, I'm also a four. Jonah, what about you? Um, I think it also is a four. I, uh, I, yeah, Janet was kind of, um, that kind of ties in, I guess, into plot too, because they just, it was a lot of cliches with her character. But also, I think the other reason to be not a five would be like, you know, like I said, Hank and, uh, I think Hope is Watson. Hope, they don't really, they don't have any, they don't do much. 
Yeah. So. All right, Josh, start us off on this next one. Uh, direction. Direction? Hmm. It's tough. I'm going to go four. Four? Uh, if the CG looked a little bit better in some places, it, it might be might be up there because it was scored really nicely. It was shot. It looked pretty good in most, most of the time. Um, yeah, I'm going to go four. Yeah, I don't think it's a perfect five. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and go second here. Actually, going to give direction a three. Um, CG, I'm not necessarily holding against the director. That's a studio, and it's kind of out of their hands at that point. But there was a lot of times in this movie that I just thought scenes could have been better. Like, actors could have put more in it. I feel like Paul Rudd really carried almost every scene he was in. Thought that Hank and Janet were just kind of dry and flat. Thought they could have got more out of Bill Murray. For, Bill Murray for a little bit. They looked at him, and then just kind of all in all, well, the story itself was fine. I felt like it was just kind of lacking something. Like Taika Waititi has a very distinct style. You know, J.J. Abrams has a very distinct style. I don't even know who directed this. Um, who was it? Actually, I'm kind of curious. I think Peyton Reed. If it's the guy that did the first two, it's Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. What has he directed, Jonah? Um, the first Ant Man one and Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. I didn't really get any sort of. Oh, that's unique from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go three on direction. Cole, what about you? I'm also gonna go three. Okay. <clears throat> um, I mean, some of the CG and in some cases, overall, I thought it looked good. But there's some parts where I'm like, when it didn't look good, you could tell it just yeah, like, that looks rough for sure. Um, and then also like some of the acting from mainly from Janet, and just. So dry. Uh, it, it was very dry. I'm like, okay, you could put a little emotion into this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so that's what, if, if she just put a little bit more effort, it'd be a four, but her performance drug it down to a three. Yeah, it really does, though. All right, Jonah, last one, direction. Um, I agree with three. I'm going to say three. Pretty much what you guys said. I feel like it's, it's it has, like, typical Marvel movie direction, which isn't necessarily bad, but it's not unique. It's just, like, you know, people make quips every now and then, pretty basic plot, and then, like I said, the... I think you mentioned, like, you know, the CGI looked pretty de- good at some parts, and then some parts, like you said, the wide shots, like, at the end, looked a little rough. Um, but I think overall, the CGI, I, I think it looked pretty decent for the most part, especially the characters and the creatures. The creature design's really cool. I like the big headcanon mm. man he was and whatnot. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the... One of the few main characters to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Main characters, Major air, quote, characters. air quotes yeah. on that, yeah. I was but. sad to see him go, because I wanted to see him pop up in another... Another Marvel cool. movie. Yeah. I love the aesthetic of the movie a lot. Yeah. I think it's a little rough, so I'm going to say three because it's still, it's still, it's not bad by any means, yeah. but it has some issues. Average. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll start us off on the next category uh, continuity. I probably would have given this a four or five, giving, given what it is. Cole kept saying it. Um, anytime in science fiction, especially Marvel, that they want to like explain something but don't actually have to explain it, they go quantum. So I'm willing to like. <laughs> Uh, put a pretty big hat on for suspension hat for this one, but I felt like there's just a few too many things uh, that would keep it from getting a four or five for me. So I'm going to put it a three, the ants most amongst them. <laughs> um, and Janet's nonsense. We've talked about that just kind of ruins it. So I'm a three. Uh, Josh, what about you? I'm probably going to go a three as well. Um, yeah. I don't have much more to add to it than what you, you've already said. You know, I feel right. same sentiment. Cool. Cole? I'm going to go... I'll go four. Four? I, there's there's problems, but I don't think there... There's movies with worse problems that I gave 
that lower score too. I don't think it matches like some of the other movies we reviewed where there's poor continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Janet stuff, it's just like, and also um, how Kang's weapons work, where it's like mm-hmm. it disintegrates except when it doesn't. Yeah, that's another big one. Yeah. So, and for all we know, he could have some way to, to charge it down, yeah. you know, like a stun stun shot versus a regular shot. I think that'd be worse if he chose to not kill Ant-Man. <laughs> the biggest threat out there. I think that'd be worse. I guess. But at that point, did he have his ship up and running? Did he still need the PIM particles? It, it was charging up. The orb was in there. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, if that was the case, then maybe he kept him alive for that reason. Yeah. Nope. So Actually, I think his ship was up and running no, at that point. I'm going to go three. Three? Okay. Go, after thinking more about it, because the, I don't know why it bothered me when it's like, okay, we have our one chance to get home here. The portal, portal closes and it's immediately. Yes. That was what yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, well, you're, you're, I forgot about They're like, just like dialed back in like it was a telephone. Like, oh, well, let's call that number back real quick. And the thing yeah. should have been destroyed <laughs> because Ant-Man, hold on. It might be a two. Because earlier in the movie, <laughs> Janet, um, shoves three or four of her like little things into the orb and it causes this, this giant massive like world. world. Yeah. Ant-Man does it and it slowly sparks out while keeping the portal open for like a five minute fist fight and then just sparks out. And then Cassie uses that later to real, you know what? Is that what, is that what he did to close it? I thought he, it just closed cause it was like a certain amount of time. Yeah, they had that, it open. That's how I understood it was. It was a time limit. Like, we, like, like we have oh, one shot at this. The portal was open uh-huh. to yeah. go home. And Kang was the one who opened it, wasn't he? No, no Janet, Janet opened it. And then Kang comes back and Janet starts opened it him. using his ship. K- Kang tried to get back into it so he could get out. I didn't. Janet, she used his orb to open it though. She had to yes. have the orb to open it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Ant Man shoved his little things into it. Same thing Janet did, but it just kind of started sparking and fizzling. It and made then, like an explosion, but it wasn't an explosion. And then later, yeah. Ant-Man slams Kang against it, breaking it further, but the portal still stayed open for a little bit. And then Cassie used that later to open the portal. You know, I'm I'm knocking my score, my continuity, down to a two. While we're on that, I mean, I don't want to like stand this too long. I really, I thought they were going a certain way with that part that I thought would have been way cooler if they had like the guts to do this part. I thought like, you know, Ant-Man is getting the crappy out of him. He lets his family go through the portal. And he was going to get stuck there. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. And then Wasp comes back for him. And then I thought it would hit a lot harder. And the portal closes mm-hmm. with them there. I thought it would hit a lot harder if like the movie just ends. It's like, yeah, they're they're going to be there for a little bit. Yep. And, and like it, it would it make Wasp going back for him a lot hit a lot harder if she had to stay there with him. I agree. Bit. When the portal opened back up, I had that thought. I was like, wait, what was even the? Why didn't they all jump back through? Yeah. Like what, everyone yeah. but Cassie, right? Like, <laughs> like Cassie open it. Like it was, it was stupid. No, I was. I would have liked it a lot more if they had left him stranded there, and Cassie had to like devise a way to get him out. Which yeah. here's what and it could have worked because they've established like time in the quantum realm versus time in re- on Earth is way different. Mm-hmm. Like an hour in the quantum realm, or however long, is five years apparently on. <laughs> That's on what a, I want to know too. I'm I'm curious to see what year it is when they all come yeah, back. Yeah, because they didn't really. Well, it. It yeah, doesn't say really. 
Yeah, I mean, they went to cel- like, celebrate a birthday. It seems like it's right there. I was going to yeah. say, oh, that is like, true. I forgot about the birthday. And I was going to say, I don't know if it's always that different. It should be. But, like, the grandma was trapped there for 30 years, and Hank went 30 years without the grandma. So yeah. it seems like she only aged 30 years within that time. Even though, um, I guess maybe it depends on what part of the quantum realm you're in. Maybe what it's you do, maybe. The only one that's weird layers. is the one the ants fell into. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what like, I'm we're saying. We're not going like, to talk about how Ant was in there for an hour, and it equaled five years. Yeah. I get it's a quantum movie. But no, I, I'm glad we had this combo because I'm lowering <laughs> my score. <laughs> All righty. Anyone else have anything to say about continuity? Did everyone give the continuity? continuity? Oh, nah. Jonah, did you? Jonah, what's your continuity? Uh, Hit us with that It was going to be a four because I'm usually pretty forgiving, especially for sci-fi movies. But I was going to say what Cole said because he bring it up in the movie. He says, we got to get out of here right now. We don't know how long it's been time-wise. We could have been gone for 30 years. And then um, it was like, um, which I guess, you know, like you said, Janet was down there. But then the portal thing, I, I'll still give it like a, I don't know. I'll give it a three. A three? Actually, no, four. I'll give it a four. I'm pretty forgiving. <laughs> Very <laughs> like, forgiving. I was going to give it a four except four. I'm going to give it a four. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to give it a four, but I'll give it a four. See, I'm not the one that's all right. weird on the scores. Yeah. That's all right. Okay. Last category. Jonah, I want you to finish us off. Bring us home. Enjoyment. This one is... Out of all of them, easily, they're all subjective, but this one's the most subjective. What was your enjoyment of this movie? Um, I feel like I've spent most of this trashing it a little bit, but I still really enjoyed it. I think it's a good example of, like, is it that good? Not really, but is it fun? Definitely. So I give it, like, I get a four. Four? Okay. Yeah. Josh? I'm going to go five on this. I had a good Mm -hmm. time. And it may be because of the theater that we were in, and I enjoyed it more Mm -hmm. because of the huge screen and good sound. But... I had a good time. Okay. Valid. Cool. I'm also going to go five. I think it's a it's a fun movie. You know, Paul Rudd carries in this movie. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of the other side characters are, are good. He has the best performance, though. And I think it's, it's a really good start to phase five. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to go four because similar thing. Maybe it's not the best movie in the world, but I did enjoy it. At the end of the day, that's what counts. It's better than some of the more recent stuff they've released for sure so all in all that brings us to a total score of 81 percent. so that's not bad that's pretty good B minus. that's respectable honestly so ant-man and the wasp let me plug this in here quantum mania how did it measure up to our black panther score um and, uh black panther had an 82 so it's basically on par a little bit worse than Black Panther. Say that's we put it. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, mean, I I would disagree with that, but I would say Black Panther is the better movie, but I enjoyed this one more. Mm-hmm. I have yet to see Black Panther 2. Well, Ugh, go good. watch it and then listen to our podcast episode. on. I'll it. do it. So, all righty. Hey, I'm going to bring us home. Hour one. Good. We're doing good on time. About pretty par for the course. Final question here. I'm going to start with Jonah again because he's our, he's our guest. Jonah. Do you think this movie did a good job of setting up the next phase of Marvel? Because Marvel's been in like disarray for quite some time now. Do you think this is they're getting on the right track? Do you think they did a good job? I do think so. I think the ending really hit that home where he's like, they let you know, like, oh yeah, it's definitely not the last you're gonna see this dude. And they kind of had set him up a little bit beforehand. So I think so. It's a good episode one. I almost like it more as an episode one to than an Ant Man movie. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree, too. It kind of showed you a little bit more of what the quantum realm is capable of, a little bit more what Kang's capable of. And then, yeah, the after credit scene um, definitely showed that Kang's not going anywhere because there's a million of them, mm-hmm. million yeah. variants. And 
Yeah, we're going to get, that's going to build up to Secret Wars is going to be the big blow-off finale, looks like, for Kang, the Kang arc. Yeah. Um, but we're also going to get Loki Season 2, yeah. which they teased as well, which looks like it's going to be really good. Which, talking with, uh, I think it was just me and Cole, about Loki, he in- encounters a Kang, but it's obviously not this Kang, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting that so close together they had two main characters dealing with a Kang character that were different Kang characters. I even think that the one that Loki like finds in the second after credit scene, I almost think he may have been the first Kang. No, I'm talking like in Loki. Oh, in Loki. In Loki, gotcha. he deals Season with one. A Kang. Yeah. Which I believe showed up in the after credit scene. He was in the purple velvet suit. Oh. I think that was him. Okay. That's just my thing. But we also see that there's a lot of them. Didn't yeah, that one die at the end of Loki? Did he? Yeah. But he got stabbed. Oh, he got okay. stabbed. But Never mind that. As we, as we established, though, there's a lot now. There's yeah. a lot, yeah. It could so be. Maybe, so maybe, maybe Loki's king didn't, yeah. didn't show up there. My thing is, is even if Kang isn't ever too much more powerful than he was in this movie, there's still thousands. It's an army of them. Yeah. So, like, thousands of what we saw in this movie, even if he doesn't get stronger, is a pretty intense you, threat. You, you see how much yeah. damage one of them did at probably half power, yeah. you would say. Mm-hmm. I imagine if they're all at semi-full power. Yeah, I agree. I thought they did a good job. For nothing else, Kang is an interesting villain. Yeah. And I'm excited that we finally have a villain. We finally have a direction. We are moving somewhere because the whole last half of like the Marvel movies that come out have just all been tying up loose ends and starting side stories. So I'm excited to like be getting back. Yeah. yeah. Just I imagine think, all the all the characters from all of Marvel and all these different universes fighting an army of Kangs. Secret Wars. Cool. Just imagine the epicness, though. They better get their CG staff back because if you want to have the Avengers fighting thousands of Kangs, that's going to be a lot of CG and camera work. Mm-hmm. Going to need a really good director and a really good C like editing team. So yep. I'm. They better get that squared away. Plenty of advance because get your act together. Yeah, Thanos or looked incredible. Yeah, he looked we, really we good. We need more Thanos. And his armies looked incredible. It was good. Yeah. I'm actually I'm excited now that we're toying with the multiverse ideas. I'm excited to see. Like I would love it. Secret Wars. They pull in a Thanos who won. Mm. Oh, that'd be really cool. That would be cool because we saw. Doctor Strange at the end of Infinity War says he saw millions of universes. There's only one that one and one. Um, Which means it would be pretty cool if Kang somehow pulled in like 15 to 20 Thanoses that actually (laughs) succeeded. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. If they um, all had, if they all had the Infinity Stones still, it would be I a think, little bit groundbreaking. Then's a little too powerful. Yeah, yeah right. Then um, it's like if they lose, it's like how the heck did you lose that? But like yeah. they I, do. Um, I think they. I think it's. I think they did this in What If? No, it's Loki. I think Loki. It says like the Infinity Stones don't work. One of the shows, Loki or What If, says that the stones won't work at not in your universe. I think. Yeah, they so. see they oh, um, okay. also did a What If Ultron. That was one a good and what one. if, and then Ultron just obliterates Thanos and takes the stones. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good episode. I like that episode. Yeah. So, alrighty. Cool. All right. We're going to do uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Yes, I actually pulled it up. Thank I, you. I'm glad you said that. I know what it is. I'm telling you right now, the critics are stupid on we this like, one. We like it a lot more than <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes does. Yeah. So, this was the only real thing that was spoiled for me before going to this movie. I was scrolling Facebook, and IGN posted a headline that said, like, 
um, Ant-Man, one of so many rotten scores. And they put like at the time, I think it was like a 55%. I got really angry because which was any warning that was on my feed. I actually blocked IGN after that. Um, wow. Yeah, okay. that's about how it was when I saw it. Yeah. Ant-Man critics-wise sitting at a 47%. Ooh, it dropped. It was 50-something when wow. I checked it last Audience is 84%. Yeah, that stayed the same since I last checked. Like, it. and that makes more sense. I'd say this is a B movie. Good job. But, like, what are critics hating on? I know, who knows, Josh? But let's read a few for funsies. Critics are stupid. Here we go. Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania is a visual exposition filled with childish jokes and underwritten characters. Phase oh. five has me asking why I should root for the little guy when there's a Titan in the majors portraying Kang. I saw this huh. guy. Um, Wait, that's they're basically describing Love and Thunder there. <laughs> yeah. I saw this guy. His name's Ch- Sean Chandler. He he did a video talking about this, and the way he described why it was like this is like the way Rotten Tomatoes works is like if a critic gives it a five, it's the same as like Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes would count that the same as like a one. It's either like or like. So like if a critic gives it a like good or bad, yeah. So if a critic gives it a five, it's counted as a bad. Critic gives it a six though, it's counted as a good. Hmm. So forty percent didn't like forty percent gave it a five or above. So if like you know. Even if they give it a five, it's still going to count it as a bad. It's interesting to me scrolling through here. Almost all the ones that give it like, so you're right. It's either tomato or splat. Yeah. Almost all the ones that give it a splat are just reviewers. And all the ones that did like it are rated as top critics. And while they're criticizing it, they overall gave it a positive score. As I'm scrolling through, most of the top critics actually rated it positively. And all the other ones rated it with splats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still though. I think the movie on the whole, if, what you said is true. It's at least a six out of 10. Yeah. Just on like the spectacle entertainment value of it all. In my opinion, for what I want to go to a theater to see. So yeah, critics be wacky. Yeah, yep, for sure. So, alrighty guys, any closing thoughts? I don't think so. I mean, Marvel is going in the right uh, direction. As far Finally. as this one goes. Yes. Finally. You, you have, it, we've been, I mean, been a long time since we, We've had like the big bad we've said been four years now since Endgame mm-hmm. came out. For sure. So we've been missing that and good job, Marvel. Yeah. All righty. Hopefully we're back on the right track. All right, Jonah, close us out here. I want you to give me your best ant impression. <laughs> ant impression? Yeah. What noise did I get the show like? <laughs> Something like that. They made like that was pretty good. That was a little good. chirping noise. That's um, pretty good on the spot. Uh, okay, alrighty. That was it. Thank you for tuning in. Um, what is the next movie we're gonna go see? Have we talked about that? I don't know. There's uh, if you're seeing if you're seeing D&D. Cocaine Bear, that comes out. Yeah, cocaine oh, yeah. Bear is coming we out. We talked about that one. Um, hold on. I have this spreadsheet pulled up. Yeah, pull, I should have done this before up. I had you do the ant noise. Um, I wasn't thinking. Well, now we're gonna. He's got to do it again. He's gonna have Here, to do it again. I'll try to improve it. Yeah, think on. I that. don't know. Do you know what this establishes though? The critics don't like movies that are ant related because ants got disrespected <laughs> by true. the critics as well. <laughs> An ant bully. And, I mean, ant bully sucks. But I'm ending the episode. <laughs> I can't. I'm not having this ant debacle again. Um, so next up for on our list was either Cocaine Bear or Creed. The Creed oh, Three. Yeah. So it'll probably be one of those two. I'm really excited for Creed 3. comes out yeah. March 3rd. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the Creed movies. I haven't seen the second one. Well, you so know what? Let's, let's do yeah, it. Because yeah. I remember liking both of them, though. Let's have a Creed marathon. A Creed-a-thon. All righty. So next one's probably going to be Creed 3. Stay tuned for that. If you liked this one or if you didn't like it and you want to hate watch it and like trash on us, share it with your friends. Yep. Uh, we're open to criticism, except I'll block you and we'll not we'll never talk to you we'll, again. We'll, yeah, absolutely. We're going to just start calling you out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'll find out where you live. And yeah, you know. I'm good at finding IP addresses. Email so, yep. you a horse head in the mail. <laughs> if you listen to this far, Email thank you for gosh. tuning in. Jonah, Ant Noise, go.
<laughs> My 